Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. LaDainian Tomlinson is here in studio. Good morning, sir. Morning. And he is here, a Hall of Famer, of course, with one of the uh, the great Hall of Fame speeches I've seen uh, ever uh, this this past uh, everybody. induction ceremony. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, was, that was really cool. But he's, <laughs> he's here on behalf of the FedEx Air and Ground NFL program this season, which will provide support to the USO. Fans vote each week on the best quarterback and running back performances via Twitter using hashtag Air and Ground and at NFL.com slash FedEx. FedEx will make a $2,000 donation to the USO in both the winning quarterback and running back's name each week of the regular season totaling a $4,000 donation each week. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty good. All right, so that uh, that speech just went everywhere, yeah. and it really resonated with with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know it was as good as it was when you were standing up there delivering it? Not really. Um, I mean, I, I knew that, um, that it was going to really have an impact on some people. And what led to, to me... Um, um, given that last part of the speech about my great-great-great-grandfather was my football life had, had came out um, through NFL Network probably a couple of years before that, and I had great responses. People come, coming up to me in the airport, you know, around town, say, hey, man, your football life was pretty good. I, I really enjoyed that. And it kind of gave them an idea of my family history. Well, I kind of wanted to take it a step further and, you know, and ch- kind of challenge America uh, to, to unite and come together, um, and so that was my way of doing it. And um, you know, it, it's been it's it's gotten great response from it. How long did you work on the Hall of Fame speech? Wow, uh, about about six months. Wow, yeah, about six months I worked on it. So I actually I gotta admit I actually started working on it before I, I was announced that I was going in. There you go. You know I just kind of started to put the groundwork together just in case. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, you you know that when you have this platform you can use it in in many ways and in positive ways. And something Brian and I talk about all the time is we hate when we hear the criticism of players of. Just play the game. What are you doing? Nobody mm-hmm. wants this. Just you're using your platform for the wrong thing. And it's just it's just such a terrible criticism. Uh, what do you feel and think when you hear people say to athletes, you know, just play sports? I don't want to hear what you. Have well, to it's say. unfair because we are community people, uh, community leaders. Um, you know, we're heavily involved in in, in our our cities, our towns, um, and, and we raise kids too. You know, we got to have those talks at home with our kids just like everyone else does. And we, we get those questions when things happen on TV from our kids, just like everyone else does. And so if I was just to put myself in a box and just be a football player, I wouldn't be able to raise my kids the proper way to be able to, to be, um, to, to be a great citizen in this country. I wouldn't be able to do that if I wasn't well-balanced and well-rounded. 
You and I have a couple connections, both from Texas, yeah. and I went to a better university. Oh, uh, whatever. University. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I did have a brother that went to TCU, but he sucked. Uh, but we also have a, a teammate in common, and it's a guy you've been clamoring for to uh, get into the Hall of Fame, and that's Lorenzo Neal. Yeah. Lolo played with me in New Orleans, one of the toughest cats, no matter what position I've ever played with. Why should he be in the, in the NFL Hall of Fame? Well, Lorenzo is a, a unique guy. We, we know that. But you think about what this guy has done. The model of consistency at that position. Blocked for 7,000-yard rushers. Um, a guy that, you know, was available. And you know, like I know, that's the most important thing in football is just to be available. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you look at the success of his running backs, you know, who was the guy that, that did most of the work for those running backs? It was yeah. Lorenzo Neal. But just the impact that he had on the, the people that he, he blocked, that he had to block, the linebackers throughout the years, mm-hmm. the generation of linebackers that he blo- had to block uh, throughout the years. And I, I'll say one thing about one story. I remember we playing the Baltimore Ravens, and, and Ray Lewis is on the other side. And, and you know, with Marty Schottenheimer – you know, like I know, you're going to run the football. Yeah. You're going to run power. You're going to run ISO. Well, Lorenzo and Ray Lewis went at it. And it got to a point where it got very heated. <laughs> and this was the only time I ever seen Ray Lewis hit the dirt against against Lorenzo Neal. Wow. I mean, one play going right <laughs> at him. And, and – Lorenzo had him. I That's mean, great. Ray, Ray, Ray had to get out the way. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Ray. I love you, baby. But but that's the truth. And so and he's going to be in the Hall of Fame come next year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got out of the way many a times in practice. <laughs> I'm telling you. Ball. I'm telling you. <laughs> Gio and Jones with LaDainian Tomlinson, Hall of Famer here on behalf of the FedEx Aaron Ground Program. Hashtag Aaron Ground and NFL.com slash FedEx. You see a lot of great Hall of Fame running backs end up with another organization at the end of their careers like you did, Franco Harris with the Seahawks. We're seeing it now with Adrian Peterson, uh, Emmett Smith with the Cardinals. What was that experience like for you, knowing that you had a little bit left in the tank, but you're leaving everything you knew to go somewhere else? For me, I think it was it was time. You know, um, I was ready for a change. Um, and you know, when I was with the Chargers at that time in San Diego, the the you know the way we played football, what I was used to, the way of playing football, was no longer uh, present. We we weren't playing football the way I like to play, mm-hmm. and so it it was time for a change. You know, the team was changing, and so for me it was great. I was able to come to a totally different region. You know, mm-hmm. came to the East Coast, at, where they played the brand of football I was used to and I was mm-hmm. comfortable with. And so I embraced it. I enjoyed it. I was I was ready for that change, and I really had a a, a great two years um, here in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ain't lying. It's different out here. Man. <laughs> it's different. People crazy. <laughs> no, it's you that are crazy. No, no, no. Y'all make me crazy. Yeah, you just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> yeah, we figured it out. Who were some of the running backs you enjoyed watching growing up, or or maybe patterning your style after? Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I remember Walter Payton, the late Walter Payton was when I was six years old, he was the guy that I first started watching. And he was the guy I wanted to be like. I want you know, I watched him with my dad and and really watched everything about this man and used to watch film on him a lot, um, once I got a little bit older. And so I I, I wanted to be more like him, you know, the way he ran the ball, the way he caught the ball, the way he even threw the ball. 
but more importantly, the way he carried himself off the field. Um, that was important to me. And then as Walter uh, retired, being in Texas, you know, you're going to be a Cowboy fan. Mm -hmm. um, and so Emmitt Smith was my guy. You know, Emmitt um, was, was, was the guy I looked up to mostly um, and got a chance to meet him when I was 12 years old at the Jay Novacek football camp. And that's what really changed my life, having the opportunity to meet Emmitt Smith. And you know what it was? It was the fact of sizing Emmitt up and saying, you know what, this guy's really not that big. Hmm. You know, I, like, I, I can do this. Like, he's 5'9", yeah. you know, 205 pounds. Like, man, that's like I can I can do it one day. So those two guys were, were the, the guys that I looked up to the most. In your prime, there was nobody better when you were playing. And I can't imagine what it's like being a person that, that does radio and not very athletic. And you break off an 80-yard run like you did so many times. And then you're just there, and you're kicking ass week after week. In your words, in your experience, in, in, when you were that good in your prime, what did that feel like? Um, that's a good question, you know, because, I, I mean, a lot of times you just did it, man. Hmm. I mean, you, you can't even explain. When you run the football, it's all reaction. You know, it's instincts that, you know, a feel you have – you don't go out there and think about, oh, I'm going to make this move if a guy come up to me. It's just all reaction and instincts. It's like a great fighter. If a guy throws a punch at you, you just automatically slip it, and then another punch is coming. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, the same thing as a runner. Sometimes, the, depending on the leverage of a guy coming at me, the spin move came out. Mm -hmm. Or that stiff arm, you know, to hit somebody in, in the face mask. Yeah. It just it came out. And it was, it was just, uh, you know, it's funny because I was always a guy that really lived in the present. I never looked behind me. Like, mm -hmm. I never thought about what I did when I played. Like, oh, I had a great year last year. I, last week I had – I never thought about that because it was always the next game. Mm -hmm. And what can I do now? Do you look back ha now and Having a chance, right. Mm -hmm. Having a chance now to look back and look at some film. Man, I was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like, damn, what is that? <laughs> you were, man. I tell you, you were something else. Well, during your football life, the episode I saw, uh, they looked back and they looked back at your history, and you went back and you brought the property that your ancestors, way back when they were slaves, uh, they they worked that property. What emotions bubbled up when you went back? And one, you purchased the property where they worked and weren't compensated, and two. You lived in that little shack, and now you live in whatever you want to yeah. live in. You're like, you have to pinch yourself sometimes. Like, I, damn. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, because as a kid, um, I remember, man, just running around on that property and, and on its little dirt road and a little store up the street. I would go get penny candy. You guys remember mm -hmm. penny? Yeah, you probably don't I do. Penny candy. The moon cookies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so running up and down getting penny candy and, and all those kinds of things and not realizing the history of that place. But then when you get older and you go back and, and, and you find out the history of, of that place, there are so many different emotions run through your, your body. But more importantly, I think you think about what it took for your family to get to that point. You know, and then I took it, you know, for myself as why me? Like, wh why me be the guy? Why why am I the guy, the Tomlinson, to make it this far, to go into the Hall of Fame, to bring my family name as far as it's ever been brought? You know, and I'm so grateful for that, um, that I, I had that opportunity. But it's it's always there, you know, like uh, where I, I – 
come from, you know. And so I think that's what continues to push me. That's what continues to get me up in the morning and think about the next challenge of my life. Um, is where I come from. That's some heavy stuff. Yeah, and and, and stuff that you that to realize these things and how important that is. I mean, do you, is there pressure in in carrying that that type of responsibility too and and saying like you know i did make it this far and i got i got to keep doing stuff yeah there there is a bit of a a pressure to it because Mm -hmm. you know um you do have to you have to continue to do it uh for the next generation you know i have two kids now i have a son and a daughter you know their last name is tomlinson obviously Mm -hmm. and so continue to set the right example for them because they need to, they need to carry the torch one day. Dad gonna be old, you know, and, and can't do it no more. Sitting down in a rocking chair and say, "You, you carry it now." Yeah, bring Daddy some Kool Aid, exactly, chocolate chip cookies. For sure. Now, I always ask the guys who are in the Hall of Fame, "How has it changed your life?" Uh, of course, more opportunities from a, a sponsorship standpoint, but uh, more people coming up to you now, and and and. You already had the fame and notoriety, but what's the biggest difference in your mind? I think just the platform of the gold jacket and the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame and what it means to to have that and be a part of that prestigious uh, fraternity. I, I think that's more than anything. And and the thing is, is having that, that title of Hall of Famer now. Mm-hmm. You know, every time your name is mentioned, well, it's Hall of Famer LaDainian Tomlinson. That's what's, what's changed. And, and just the respect that, so many people have for your career you know it's uh as you mentioned i think that's that's um you know one of the things that obviously changes is is endorsements and all those kinds of things and that's great mm-hmm. but i think that the fact that more people recognize kind of your career and and what what you mean to so many people that's that's great FedEx Air and Ground NFL program will support the USO a lot of money going from FedEx to the USO Go to hashtag Aaron Ground and at NFL.com, you go to NFL.com slash FedEx. Well, this was a pleasure having you in here, and uh, you're always someone I'm going to pay attention to, even after your playing career on the NFL Network, being involved uh, with the Chargers. And uh, you have 10 seconds here. Melvin Gordon, is he going to be as good this year as he was last year? I think so. He's going to get the ball in many ways. Yeah. Obviously, uh, he's going to catch the ball a lot more this year. There's the answer. I asked the pro's question. We asked a real pro this time. <laughs> Hall of Famer, Ladanian <laughs> Tomlinson. Oh, really? Yeah. Go, oh, really? Go to Pro Football Reference. There's not much Don't let there him for you, like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gio. I'm used to it. <laughs> Gio and Jones talking tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.